Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is Layla, and we're so glad you could join us. Before we get into the word this morning, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your word and how it's truth, God, and that it, it guides us, and your Holy Spirit guides us into all truth and shows us things to come, Lord. We thank you for the things that you've equipped us with, Lord, the time, talents, and treasure that you've given to each and every one of us uniquely, Lord. And we thank you for the opportunity to be your bondservants, Lord, to serve you wholeheartedly and freely, God, as you designed us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are so glad that you have joined us this morning as we continue to get into the Word and continue our study in Ephesians chapter 6. And this morning, we are going to be covering verses 10 through 20. Now, if it's your first time joining us or you're rejoining us, I would like to encourage you to pause the episode at this time and just take the opportunity to read that section of Scripture and make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now at this time, we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, promise. We left off in the last episode talking about um, the armor of God, and part of it we were speaking about the fiery darts of the evil one. And the Lord's also reminding me of how the armor of God is more than just um, for the fiery darts of those of the ar- the fiery darts coming from outside. It's also for those that for that's coming from inside, and that's also what the belt of truth is for. And how the belt of truth is also is there to help us understand the Lord's motives and what's happening around us, so that we can't be deceived, and so it's the shield of faith. But also we have to make and make sure and also keep inside of ourselves and understanding that we should be first looking at ourselves before we look outside, outward. And I believe inside of First Timothy, I believe, it talks about how punishing, being ready to be punished every disobedient. I think that's, that's Second, Second Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 10, 10. verse 6. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Okay, and go ahead. How we're only able to actually optimize on the armor of God once we're, we first fix ourselves. We read throughout the Bible um, inside of Matthew where Jesus talked about when the Pharisees told everybody else that Jesus was casting out um, demons by Beelzebub, though we know that it's not true. And Jesus told them that a house divided cannot stand. Hmm. Similarly, if we're too busy trying to protect ourselves from others, but we're not protecting ourselves from inward threats of our flesh, we are unable to first be an example to others, and neither are we able to enter into what the Lord has for us because we're preventing ourselves. And the Lord also reminded me of buffeting our flesh and how that's what the armor of God is for. Mm-hmm. And then the second part was 
sorry, was the helmet of salvation. And how it's not just when we get saved and then we put it on that one time and then we just discard it. It's also to help us remember that the Lord has got us and that no matter what happens around us, we're still protected by him. Amen. It's also a remembrance mm-hmm. of where our allegiance lies. Amen. If you don't remember you're saved, why is anybody else going to remember? Right. And what I mean by that is that you carry it with you um, at the front of your mind, the forefront of your mind. I don't do these things because I'm saved. I do these things because I am saved. Not, well, that's been so long ago, out of sight, out of mind. Right. We should never forget that we have been redeemed that we have been covered and washed in the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's you, Layla, brought up yesterday. Mm-hmm. That, should, that should be something that is continually on the forefront of our mind. Mm-hmm. But even greater than that, that needs to be on the inside of us, in our heart. Amen. Amen. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That means with your the entirety of your being, and it's not just, Lord, I love you, but Lord... Um, I'll say, Jesus said it this way. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Not say you love me, but that you'll keep my commandments. So if we keep that at the forefront of our mind and we walk in it, not just to know what our benefits are, because that's absolutely important, but the benefits aren't able to be accessed as readily if there's inward flaw. Right? So I like the way you articulated that promise. Thank you so much for Mm -hmm. sharing. Well, promise, as you were speaking, the Lord was also reminding me of when we see here, and I'll go back to Second Corinthians um, chapter 10, but I'll read verses 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And the Lord was just reminding me um, that here we think of people um, people as these spiritual things, these principalities, these powers, these rule of darkness. We oftentimes as humans see faces that pop up and we are quick to identify them, meaning that. Um, I know my own life when certain words are said like villain, certain faces sometimes pop into my mind. That mm-hmm. rarely is in my uh, own face they, that pops up. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, right. they, they go <laughs> beyond just your mind, sir. <laughs> there are certain expressions that involuntarily come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And oh, that's, how, that's with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, and how when we look at this, we are most times we focus on in on the humans and the people we see doing it, but as you're speaking, promise while we see inside of chapter um verse six of um chapter ten of Second Corinthians, he's saying to first of all look at yourself and the strongholds that the devil may um that the devil tries to have in humans. And the Lord remind me of in you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. And the Lord remind me of most times um that something happens inside of a nation first it starts with within political unrest um it starts from within first normally by somebody who agitates or causes it to grow up and the lord remind me that that's been me in my own life i i'm quick to lay blame on others and to see other people's faces and the lord remind me of the mirror that hangs down from heaven for me to look in <laughs> well, well no even with political unrest though it could begin 
from outside, an outside entity, another nation, state, or right. Um, however, they planted seeds or sowed seeds that were clearly taken in by some actors. Somebody who was weak exactly. within the country or community itself. And then as a result, now it is both an external, but you have to do address the internal factors first. Yes. So. Amen. But remember this, as you were, you know, basically citing the principle of judge yourself, right? Take care of the plank in your own eye before you try to get the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Be, be mindful of what's happening with you and be honest with yourself about that. But also that is a, the reminder that we have here in verse 12, that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's not people, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And if you keep your eyes on that, you will be able to walk in a higher level of forgiveness, a higher level of wisdom and understanding, a higher level and um, skill in wielding these weapons, the weapons that we have of our warfare and using the armor of God, which does include some offensive and defensive weapons. If you keep your eye on the target and you let the truth keep you, right and the truth surrounds you and that be your focus you will be a a force to reckon with the devil will think before he comes to stir up any trouble with you because you're going to know exactly who to go after this is also how the lord could say lord forgive them for they know not what they do it wasn't because he was um ignorant of the people's thoughts and attitudes but he really knew who was coming against them that it wasn't about the people the people were just puppets to the adversary because they were um, blinded and so because he realized his foe was not the human flesh that was snatching his beard out and um, beating him and pushing the crown of thorns into his, his head or um, shouting crucify him. It was really the spirit behind it. He kept his focus on that. And um, as it says in First John, he was made manifest so that he could destroy the works of the devil. He did not lose sight of that. He kept before his mind, I'm doing the will of my father, but he also heartily understood and stayed clear on the target I'm taking it to the devil. I'm destroying every single thing that he does. And he did not hold it against the people that were murdering him in the moment that they were murdering him, what they were doing, because he absolutely understood this point. And if we get to that place where we understand it and we're submitted to God totally, oh my goodness, what will the body of Christ be capable of? Mm-hmm. Hence, the devil always tries to bring distractions or keep you focused on that face that comes up before you when you think about a villain and all that stuff. And that's irrelevant. Absolutely irrelevant. The adversary is your enemy. And that's who you need to put your foot on his neck. Yes, Mommy. Stomp on his head. Promise, go ahead. Well, with Charles, you were talking about, and Mommy, you talked about this as well, as protecting ourselves from the devil and the Lord reminding me of how well, that we should be protecting against all things. And the Lord is reminding me of how a lot of times we just expect to see big things like big boulders coming at us when we fail to see the smaller things. And it's oftentimes the smaller things that allows the bigger things to come in and destroy. 
I think the Song of Solomon says it's the little, little foxes. foxes spoil the vine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carry on. And how we should be first looking for the smaller things and making sure that we allow God to minister to us and are not going, oh, Lord, I know how to do this. And then for, um, kick the Lord out, I'd say, and try to take our, take care of it ourselves because we know we can't. But we also have to allow the Lord to show us what is a threat or not. Which brings me to um, verse 17. Well, more so that last half. Where it's talking about the sword of the spirit. And how the sword of the spirit is not to tear down stuff, but to build it up. We read throughout the Bible how the people... How the... Well, I'll use Jesus as our example since he is our pattern example. How he wasn't destroying people and he said plainly he didn't come to destroy the people, but mm-hmm. he came to destroy the works of the devil. I'm paraphrasing it, of course. Mm-hmm. And how the sword of the spirit is to free those people from the bonds of the enemy while also making obvious to them what is the way, the truth, and the life. While they may not be saved at that moment, they can be saved later. And the Lord brought me to Jude, let me flip there, Jude 1, verse 21, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. 22. And on some have compassion, making distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. A lot of times we like to think of us as the Lord is showing them all these signs and wonders and that he's forcing them to recognize that he is God while he does do this, but the Lord also prefers the more subtle ways. We read inside of Second Samuel talking about um, the city of Abel and how originally with the woman who came to go talk to Joab and how originally the city was going to be besieged, but all um, the lady had to, the woman had to do was go talk to the people and persuade them, and as a result, the city was saved. It was much better to come peaceably than to come with war. It's the goodness of God that draws men into repentance. Amen. Let our gentleness be known to all. That's what the scripture says. Amen. Go, but Charles, you had something, sweetie? Yes. Promise as you were speaking and you were giving your reference inside of Second Samuel, we also see the willingness of the people of the woman in that example to deal with what was causing the problem. She didn't try to relieve herself of all obligations, say, you guys do what you do. But she was willing to go and take care of, and that's something that as Christians we need to be able to do as well. The Lord has given all these weapons to us in, these, in this armor for us to go off and do as he commands us to do. And the Lord remind me of a actual army there is discipline inside of it you don't Mm -hmm. see the soldiers doing whatever they want they have a strict order and what they have to do and we especially see that in older times where where they had a march in perfect union as they're going into battle that's how they conducted warfare Mm -hmm. and we see here is that as christians we want to do our own version of it we want to have our own swagger and (laughs) our own differentiation from those who are around us we want to stand out and that's mm-hmm. how we want to do this. But we have to consider that with all these things, the Lord has given it to us because he already knows what's needed. 
We don't mm-hmm. have to go and reconnaissance and see, okay, we, <laughs> we don't have to. Recon. <laughs> I prefer that lengthier version of the word. Uh-huh. We don't have to go and scope out what's happening and try to form our own battle plan. And the Lord was reminding me that's more so where the strongholds spring up from. It's what we try to do in ourselves and try to scope it out. And the Lord reminded me that he already knows everything. And you think about it when somebody's gone um, and they're on a vacation, there's more chance of insects getting in without being dealt with. Inside their home while they're not there. Yes. Like maybe a spider coming to take up residence in a corner because there's no one actively sweeping it or dusting it. Yes. Okay. And how it gives them greater opportunity to do so while the person is absent from the house. And the same is true in our own lives as long as we're trying to go and do what the Lord's role is, as long as we try to um, take over from him, then we see those strongholds being able to be formed inside Mm -hmm. of our own lives. Because we're not in our rightful place and we have not allowed God to be in his rightful place. Yes, we see that played out inside the gospels. They're too busy trying to keep the people, um, quote unquote, restrained. And they themselves were unable to or and Um, unwilling uh to listen and see that the Lord was the Messiah, that Jesus was the Messiah because they're too busy trying to do the Lord's role. They're too busy trying to browbeat and beat other people into submission. Hmm. And then I find it very interesting that he begins this with gird your waist with truth. And we have talked about that, that this is what holds it all together. But this is not truth for other people. This is truth for yourself. Amen to that. (laughs) Amen. And I know for myself, I want to use that truth, especially when it's stung on someone else. Uh. I didn't want to look in the mirror, as they said, that hung down from heaven for me to look inside of. I try to avoid it. I used to try to avoid it. Oh, glory to God. Thank God for change and deliverance. (laughs) Yes, and when we understand that the Lord is giving all these um, weapons and this armor for our good, as you're saying, promise, that this is for us. It's not for those who are around us um, that we're enacting spiritual warfare, but it's for us. I know for myself, I would like to live and not die. That's why I put on the armor. It's not just so you guys can think I look cool in it. Amen. And to do amazing feats of chivalry. That's not my role. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. You know, sometimes when we think about um, the kingdom and we we start talking about warfare, we forget that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. So our place or when when we're in the kingdom, we're not distant servants. We're not peasants. We're not people who are um, struggling to get their piece of the pie and may or may not have any allegiance because we're nobody to the kingdom. When the kingdom of God is a family and it is made up of sons and daughters. So just like um, Mm -hmm. in the natural kingdom, and we'll look at um, when the Lord set up Israel's king per Israel's request, the sons had a role to go out to battle with the father and 
that's important for us to understand that we are fighting as sons and daughters of the Most High God, Amen. not as mere servants trying to defend something that we have no um, stake in. We have no, you know, no right it, or claim or right or, or it's or a, a skin loose, in the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No <laughs> skin in the game. A very loose allegiance, and we can just, you know, we can roll out at any time. We can defect to another country, and it'll be all good because one's no different than the other. We are actually defending our our kingdom not our, like not in the natural like a, not in an ugly our way inheritance exactly we are the sons and the and daughters the, and of the, the most high god that has been given to us amen so when we go to battle we are defending our own home we're defending mm-hmm. what the lord has set up and provided for us not something that belongs to a stranger if that if that makes sense to you yes. Yes. Um, so then coming from that perspective of how loved we are and how it's our privilege um, and an honor to support the kingdom and to take up the cause that matters to Christ and to um, live as the Father wants us to live and to do as the Father wants us to do, to do that willingly and to put on the armor of God and use it righteously, rightly, willingly. That's an honor for us and um, and a privilege and something we should look forward to and not duck and hide and shy away from. Our Father's already gone out to battle. The Lord Jesus has already gone out to battle. I mean, like, this thing has already been won. Now we're just doing our part. Occupy until he returns. Amen to that. Actually, let's, you brought up some great points. Let's go into more detail with that on the next episode and uh, give some accompanying scriptures just so we can get a better understanding of the armor, our our role and our relationship and and where we're positioned with Christ and in Christ and, and why. Okay? Amen. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for making us honorable in your sight, Lord, and just showing us how to fight, Lord, and how to work, Lord, inside of your kingdom, Lord. And Lord, I also thank you for being God, Lord, and just giving us the opportunity to be a part of your grand plan, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.